Amen. Somebody say grace. One more time, grace. Now, you guys know that I come from a small country called Malawi. And it's not Maui. It's Malawi. And it's not Mali either. It's Malawi. Now, most people don't know about Malawi. It's a very small country. But uh, there was a season when Malawi made the news. People started hearing about Malawi because the pop star Madonna adopted an orphan from Malawi. His name was John. And when Madonna went to Malawi, to this orphanage, this little baby was sickly, no shoes. You guys have watched the TV and seen some of those pictures of orphans in Africa, right? He looked just like that. Sickly, no shoes, no confidence. His head was bowed low, his shoulders were hanging low. Just no confidence, no mom, no dad. And Madonna went to Malawi and adopted this boy. Took this boy to England and just two months later brought the boy back to Malawi. He looked very different. He was wearing designer shoes. Come on, somebody. He was wearing designer clothes. Here's a kid who had no shoes. Everything about him shifted. His shoulders were not hanging low anymore. His shoulders were high. He had a different swag. There was just something different about this boy when he came back. Everything was different. He had a new last name. What happened? Something happened. He received a new identity. He received a new last name, a new identity, a new name. I came here this afternoon as we close this series, and I really pray that this goes deep into someone because this is the message that this generation needs. If you can listen very well to me this afternoon, God is going to do a work in your life. You're going to be so different you won't even recognize yourself. This is the work God did in my life. Amen. We can dance, we can sing, but my prayer is that you leave this place with a revelation that changes your life forever. The simple message of grace is that once you are an orphan, just like this boy from Malawi, the king of kings has adopted you. Listen to me. I want to make a statement That is one of the most powerful statements a preacher can make. The greatest thing you receive in the kingdom of God is not salvation, but adoption. Let me say that again. The greatest thing you've received is not salvation or religion. What you've received is adoption. We were empty. We were lonely without him. We were orphans without him. But he came and he saved us. Not only did he save us, but he adopted us into his family. Somebody say amen. Turn to your neighbor and just tell them you've been adopted. One more time, turn to the other neighbor and just tell them you've been adopted.
impact. I want you to know this is what happened to me. I was a kid who grew up insecure, made so many mistakes, did a lot of crazy and stupid things, didn't believe in myself. But one day this revelation came alive to me. That not only did Jesus save me to be part of a religion, Jesus saved me to adopt me. My new identity is grace. Grace is my new identity. Not my past, not my mistakes, not even my achievements. Grace is my new identity. Somebody say amen. Somebody shout, grace is my new identity. Say that three times. Uh, a few people are behind, so we're going to do that again in unison. Come on. One, two, three. Grace. Here we go again. This time big. Grace. Not my past. Not my mistakes. Not even my achievements because God is trying to do something greater than my past achievements. So grace is my identity because I've been saved by Jesus Christ. Grace is my new identity. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 together. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 together. Here we go. One, two, three, go. Somebody say, I am the righteousness of God. One more time. I am the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God right now in this place. That's your new identity. Just like this little boy from Malawi got adopted by Madonna, went to England. Everything changed. I wish somebody can believe this simple preaching of the gospel of grace. You've been adopted by the king of kings. You have a new label on you. Grace is your new identity. And grace is not normal. Grace is extraordinary. You may be ordinary right now, but you have to expect the extraordinary. You were not born for the ordinary. You were born for the extraordinary because the grace of God is upon your life. You have to expect miracles. You have to expect great things to happen in your life. You have to expect God to do some things that no man can do. So teachers used to look at me and say, that boy is a problem. People used to look at me and say, that boy is crazy. But the grace of God became my identity. I want to release this over someone in this place. There's a new identity over you in the name of Jesus. Some, someone say, I am the righteousness of God. One more time, say it. I am the righteousness of God. One last time, I am the righteousness of God. So Hong Kong is the tattoo capital of the world. There are more tattoo parlors in Hong Kong more than any other city in the world. If you have a tattoo, sit back, relax. This is not that kind of service, not that kind of preacher. You're good. But Hong Kong is the tattoo capital of the world. There are more tattoo parlors in Hong Kong than any other city in the world. So they did an interview with the most popular 
tattoo artist in Hong Kong. And they asked him, what is the most popular tattoo that people get in this city? And sadly, he said that the most popular tattoo that people get says, born a loser. Born a loser. And they continued to talk to him. And he said, you know, the thing that bothers me is that most people, before they tattoo their bodies, their mind has already been tattooed. There's labels on their minds. They've already tattooed their minds before they tattoo their body. Impact, I pray you receive this revelation today. Many of us in this room, the enemy has tattooed our minds with labels. The enemy has tattooed your mind with labels. The enemy has told you, you are a liar, you are a loser, you are an adulterer, nobody likes you, you are ugly, nobody thinks you're beautiful. And for some of us, we believe that I have depression, I have my anxiety, and this is my depression. Next time you want to say that, please say, this is that depression. Don't say my, it's not yours, it belongs to the devil. But the devil wants you to believe that it's yours. This is my sugar diabetes. This is my anxiety. This is my problem. I've been a liar. I've made mistakes. This is who I am. And the enemy has managed to tattoo people on the minds. And the greatest problem that happens is people believe these labels. I'm an orphan. I'm fatherless. My father left me. I'm rejected. Nobody wants me. Nobody likes me. I'll never do anything great. We believe these things because the enemy has tattooed these labels on our brains. That's what happened to me. I started to believe all these things that the teachers were saying about me. I really believed that I was a problem. I really believed that I was never going to amount to anything. I really believed that. And listen, Wes, the more I believe this, the crazier I became. The more I did crazy and stupid things. Because listen, I believe I was a problem. Then I thought to myself, I might as well be the best problem in the world. So I was doing crazy things in school. I almost lit lit the entire school on fire one time. I believed it. And I had labels in my brain. It is said that you can actually remove a tattoo. They've found ways of removing tattoos. And the way they do it is that they bring these light beams, these laser light beams, and they just shine them. And that light begins to change the structure of the blood. And if you do that consistently, you can remove a bad tattoo. If you have a terrible tattoo in this place, good news for you. You can change that tattoo. Come on, somebody. And I thought to myself, Jesus Christ is known as the light of the world. And I believe that in this service today, in this place today, brace yourself. God is going to do a work in this place that no man can do. But I believe that Jesus is coming in this room today. He is the light of the world. And he's going to remove every label that people have put on you, on your mind, in the name of Jesus. 
And it's going to change you from the inside out. I'm not talking about just playing church. I'm talking about being changed from the inside out where you believe that you're not rejected anymore. Your father may have walked out on you, but you're not rejected. You don't have to be insecure. You don't have to make mistakes because you feel rejected. Come on. That label has been erased in the name of Jesus. So I want to give you a few points here as we go on. And then we're going to wait upon God something precious God is going to do in this place. Number one, very simple. You are not your past. You are not your past. Please look to the person sitting to your right and left and just tell them you are not your past. Can you believe that? You're not your past. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. I talked to a guy who cheated on his wife so many times. By the way, if you're a man in this house and you go to Impact Church, we are a culture of integrity in Jesus' name. Somebody give me a good amen. Hallelujah. I talked to a man years ago who cheated on his wife several times. She gave him chances. He kept doing it. And she just got sick and tired one time. And she left with the kids. She took all the four kids and left. After that happened, he said, man... I started believing that I was such a loser. How could I have destroyed my marriage the way I did? He says, it hurts me to see those kids going back and forth weekend after weekend, one weekend with me, the other weekend with their mom. Sometimes they don't want to come in. He says, it breaks my heart to know that I caused this. He was wearing guilt and condemnation. He believed that he was a loser. And then he heard the message of grace. And he said, Pastor, now I believe that I have a new identity. And that I am not known by my past. God has done something new in my life. And he told me that, Pastor, the more I believed that I was a loser, the more promiscuous I became. And then he told me this. He said, after that, I did so much stuff I started looking at pornography and I couldn't even stop. He says, I look at pornography so much, my, my head hurts, my back aches, and it, my, my back hurts. Sometimes my bones are aching because of this bad habit. But he started to listen to the message of grace. That grace is abundant. Jesus has forgiven you. That he has forgiven you not because of what you've done, but because of his goodness. Somebody say amen. I'm going to talk to you about this message of grace. I'll take my time, but God's about to do something in this place. Here's what he said to me. He says, the more I believed that, that I was a loser, the more promiscuous I became. And then I started looking at the pornography. He said, once God started to teach me about this message of grace, he said, the taste for pornography has been removed just like that. Somebody say amen. 
Well, you missed a good place to put your hands together and celebrate Jesus. Because God's going to do that in this service today. He said, the more I believed I was a loser, the more I was beating myself down, the more I had no strength to walk away from this promiscuity and from looking at pornography. But when I believed that Jesus had forgiven me, when I believed that I was not my past, I found the strength in grace to overcome my sin. Somebody say amen. Right here in this moment, every eye closed, every hand lifted up. I want you to just believe that you are not your past. Doesn't matter what you've done. You are not your past. The enemy wants to keep you in that place of guilt. Because as long as you feel guilty, as long as you have that condemnation, you're going to repeat mistake after mistake. God is doing a new thing in this place. Come on, receive your healing. Receive your redemption. You are not your past. You are not your past. You are not your past. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for having a baby out of wedlock. Forgive yourself for losing your virginity. Forgive yourself. Whatever it is that you that you're bothered with, whatever it is that is eating you up all the time, forgive yourself, forgive yourself, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for bullying people, forgive yourself for hurting people, forgive yourself for what you did, forgive yourself for going out with him and all the things that happened with that relationship. Forgive yourself, forgive yourself because you are not your past. Grace is erasing that tattoo from your mind in this place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Forgive yourself. Somebody say amen. Number two. You are not your mistakes. You are not your mistakes. True grace empowers you to rise above your shame. True grace empowers you to rise above your shame. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Christ has set you free. A few weeks ago, a young lady came to me and said, Pastor, I'm going to tell you something I've never told anybody before. Right there in the lobby, right in front of the welcome center. She said, Pastor, I've had five abortions in my life and I've never told anybody. But when I heard the message of grace, God has set me free today. And I looked at that young lady with a smile. I said, young lady, you are not your mistakes. Grace is your new identity. I want to say that over you today in Jesus' name. You are not your mistakes. You are not your mistakes. I'm going to say that three more times because there's somebody in this place. You need this to be removed out of your system. You are not your mistakes. You are not your mistakes. You are not your mistakes. Jesus has set you free. Somebody say amen and amen. Come on, there's deliverance that's happening in this place already. You're not your mistake. You're not your mistake. God set you free. God has set you free. You're not your mistake. Come on, in the name of Jesus. 
Let freedom rise in this place. You're not your mistake. Jesus has set you free. Jesus has set you free. Jesus has set you free. Somebody say amen. Great grace is God's response to great mistakes. That's why I wear this. Because I needed great grace. And great grace is God's response to great mistakes. Great grace is God's response to great mistakes. I don't care what you've done. You have a new identity in the name of Jesus. Come on, you have a new identity in the name of Jesus. You can expect great things to happen in your life in the name of Jesus. God is cleansing some people in this place. Now, you guys have heard my story. I took a bow and an arrow. I put it in my brother's face. By mistake, it hit him. Almost killed my brother. And every time I would look at that scar, it was a reminder of my mistakes. I hated looking at that scar because it reminded me of how much of a loser I was. Until God gave me this revelation that I'm giving you today. That I was not my mistakes. And now when I talk to my brother and I see him on that FaceTime and I see that scar, it's not just a reminder of my great mistakes this time around. It's a reminder of great grace. Great grace. Great grace. Every time I see that, that thing, that's grace. That's grace. That's grace. Every time I see that scar, back in the days, it used to bother me. But now when I see that scar, because I should have gone to jail if I killed my brother. But I believe it's God who took that arrow and put it right in the center so I don't kill my brother. And every time I see that scar, it's a reminder of the grace of God. And if grace has brought me this far, grace is going to take me all the way in the name of Jesus. Who I am today is because of the grace of God. And if grace has brought me here, it's grace that's going to take me all the way. Great grace. Somebody shout great grace. And so, I thought God was never going to use me. I thought God was never going to use me because of the mistakes I did. And one day, my prayer time, I heard God say to me, Zenzo, I like you. He didn't just say, I love you. He said, I like you. I'm the one who put this anointing on your life. I'm the one who called you to preach the gospel. People may remove you because of your mistakes, but I'm the one who called you into the ministry. And God told me, Zenzo, I'm going to use you. One day I'm going to bring you to America. You're going to start one of the greatest churches in the world. God said, I like you. At the time, I was just sitting there thinking, God hates me. He'll never use me. I can't do ministry. He said, I like you, son, and I'm going to use you when you look around this place. That's why I love young people. When you see what God is doing in this place, this is the way work of grace and I hear God saying to somebody in this place I not only love you I like you I love you but also I like you somebody say amen here's my final point you are not alone you are not alone somebody say amen
True grace empowers you to live a supernatural life. True grace empowers you to live a supernatural life. Please stand and then we're going to shift. Please stand. Please stand. True grace empowers you to live a supernatural life. Number one, you are not your past. Number two, you are not your mistakes. Number three, you are not alone. Let's say that together. Number one, number two, number three, one more time. Number one, two, three, you're not alone. Impact, here's where we're going to end today. Get ready. God is about to shift this room. God is about to do something in this room. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace. And God gives you the Holy Spirit so you can live a supernatural life. There's nothing normal about grace. Grace is supernatural. You will not experience the full benefits of grace if you don't receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you this. You cannot defeat the demonic power of pornography by yourself. Some of the things that the enemy has put on your life, you cannot defeat that by yourself. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the power of grace. The power of grace is released through the power of the Holy Spirit. We live in a generation that has neglected the power of the Holy Spirit. And on this last day of this incredible series of grace, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit before, today is your day in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is about to sweep this room and baptize the generation again in the name of Jesus. The people in this place, you've been molested, you've been raped, people have done some terrible things to you. You cannot forgive someone who raped you in your natural strength. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the power of grace. There are people in this place who have been abused by people. Business partners stole money from you, left you for dry, took everything. It's tough to forgive people like that without the power of the Holy Spirit. There are people in this room, you've been raped by the man who brought you into this world. There are people in this room that have been raped by their own fathers. It's impossible to forgive a man like that by yourself. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. There are people in this room that have been hurt. Somebody hurt you. A boyfriend did something to you. A girlfriend did something to you. You're not your past. You're not your mistakes. But you're not alone. The Holy Spirit is here with you. To give you power in the name of Jesus. A supernatural lifestyle in Jesus' name. Every eye closed in this place. If you're here... You've never experienced the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Grace is available to you. Grace is a supernatural living. 
But this grace is facilitated by the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Grace is released and facilitated by the Holy Spirit. The Church of America has made the Holy Spirit to be this weird thing. And I'm sorry because there are people in churches that have done weird things in the name of the Holy Spirit. But I want to remind you that the Holy Spirit is not man's idea. It's God's idea. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit is God. And there's some people in this place, you, you've just, you've lost the fire. You've lost the power. Some things have taken the fire and the power away from your life. And you're saying, Pastor, I need a fresh in feeling of the Holy Spirit you're going to run to the front some of you today God is going to give you the gift of tongues tongues are not weird yes the Holy Spirit has a language he has a language that comes from the heart it bypasses the intellect and the mind and it goes straight to the mind of God you can begin to pray things you don't even understand because it's the Holy Spirit that's praying through you now, this is not weird stuff this is the power of the Holy Spirit to help you live a victorious life. We cannot finish talking about great grace without talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. While every head is bowed in this place, if that's you, maybe you grew up in a church that made the Holy Spirit to seem like this weird thing and you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. You don't have the evidence of speaking in a heavenly language. Now, let me add that speaking in tongues, if you don't speak in tongues, it doesn't mean you don't have the Holy Spirit. But I'll tell you this, there's something special about having the gift of tongues. There's something special about the Holy Spirit praying through you. Some of you just want a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. While every eye is closed, every head bowed down, if that's you, you want the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you want the climax of this great grace. Or some of you are just saying, I want a fresh fire of God. I've become lukewarm. I want that fresh fire of God. I'm going to count one, two, three. And I want you to just stretch your hands and say, that's me. Here we go. One, two, three. Hands, 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 hands. Thank you. Thank you thank you for all those hands keep those hands up keep those hands up keep those hands up hallelujah 